0: Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story? A short podcast from light reading, where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today, I'm talking with Mike Dano about Digital Bridge's acquisitions in the digital infrastructure space and a potential acquisition of Digital Bridge itself. In addition, we discuss mergers and acquisitions within the satellite space, such as a potential merger of SES and Intelsat. Hey Mike, welcome back to What's the Story? How's it hey, going? How
1: Good morning Kelsey, it's uh, going okay. Thanks for having me, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining. Um, so you have some kind of merger and acquisition updates for us this week. Um, let's start with uh, Digital Bridge, what's going on there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's the one that is just a potential something maybe to watch is, th- so there's nothing, nothing official is happening with Digital Bridge right now, um, but it could potentially. And, and, and the reason that, uh, that we're talking about it is because there's a uh, investment banking company called B Riley Securities. And a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago, they put out a report that was like, Hey, keep an eye on Digital Bridge, <laughs> is, is basically what happened. And so um, that's certainly noteworthy because there's been a fair amount of uh, M&A in this area lately. And Digital Bridge is actually one of the companies that has been doing a lot of that MA. I mean, they acquired Zayo, they acquired Boingo, like they've been really just snapping up a lot of these digital infrastructure companies all over the country and really all over the world. A lot of tower companies internationally, cell tower companies. Um, And so they've been one of these companies that's really been pushing uh, this this, uh, M&A activity. And it's been all over digital infrastructure. It's fiber, it's uh, 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 data centers, it's cell towers, it's small cells. It's kind of all that digital infrastructure stuff. And so now uh this uh investment banking firm B Riley Securities thinks that like you know maybe now that Digital Bridge has has really like created this whole business around around this this digital infrastructure and they've also been shedding some of their old businesses and so they've they've kind of like cleaned up kind of what they are Digital Bridge and so now they're um, according to this investment banking firm, there they may be an acquisition target for an even bigger, they call them alternative asset managers. Um, and so basically, B. Riley Securities thinks that a Digital Bridge could be acquired by a bigger company like Brookfield or Blackstone or EQT, a couple other ones, KKR, Carlyle Group. Like there's a bunch of these like bigger private equity companies that really sort of deal in this kind of huge M&A, you know, billion, billion dollar M&A type stuff. And so they're basically saying like, now is the, now may be the time to keep an eye on this because this, this may be, this may be happening. Um, You know, this is something to watch essentially is their message.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And um, it it seems like Digital Bridge has made some pretty smart moves in, um, you know, making acquisitions within that digital infrastructure umbrella
1: yeah definitely there so yeah the digital bridge is a really interesting company it's one i've been watching pretty carefully that's uh the guy who runs it over there is a guy named mark gonzi and he is a long time guy in the cell tower industry so he like he's found he founded uh um a, a, a big cell tower company that was eventually acquired and uh Um, You know, he's been active in that space for, you know, probably close to 30 years now. And so uh, a couple of years ago, he moved over to this digital bridge and has really been sort of it it was a it was a it used to be a company that was just involved in a lot of different random uh, real estate businesses. And so he he moved over there, sort of took control and has been um, really sort of dusting off that company and really focusing it on digital infrastructure. He's shedding those old legacy uh, real estate businesses, and and really focusing specifically on digital infrastructure, and so he's he's made a lot of progress in terms of um, sort of cleaning it up and and making it really focused on that area, and especially this year is is uh, the year when he's sort of finished a lot of that work, and so now it's you know it's a case of like watching Digital Bridge um, create. Synergies among all the different companies that it runs, like Zayo and Vantage uh, Vantage data centers, and like all these different things, he's sort of like, you know, creating um, synergy among all those different seemingly random businesses. But they're all involved in digital infrastructure, and they all sort of work together. And now they work right. together under the umbrella of Digital Bridge. Okay.
0: And is there, do you have any thoughts on, you know, the uh, maybe advantages or or opportunities that um, these private equity firms um, specifically would bring to I guess a conglomeration of uh, of digital infrastructure companies, or is it just you know the power yeah. of the money <laughs> behind I mean, it?
1: Like, I know. I think it's really it, 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 at this point it's it's it's. A, I think it's a lot of just like you know, it is, a, is it is a smart investment. What is the return? I think that's mm-hmm. what they're looking at. Yeah. And so now there's there's sort of a general view I think in, in the investment community that um, investments in this digital infrastructure type stuff, you know, the pipes uh, for the internet, the fiber. The, the data centers, the towers, like all, all the sort of, you know, um, uh, uh, infrastructure that underpins the internet, there's a view that that stuff is valuable and owning it will, you know, pay off if, if you invest in it, that investment will pay off. And it's a pretty, especially now in, you know, sort of current economic climate, it's sort of a safe investment is what it's mm-hmm. like, you know sort of viewed as. And so I think that's kind of what's driving a lot of this interest in this, um, uh, this kind of uh, underpinning infrastructure of the internet.
0: Yeah, almost seems like, you know, always put a little money in oil and gas. Exactly. So I guess now put a little in digital infrastructure. You know?
1: Right, yeah. it's going to be valuable for, for yeah. the long term, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that's really interesting and uh, looking forward to more updates on that. Uh, so along the same lines um, in terms of, you know, acquisitions and mergers, um, uh, you have some updates on uh, SES and Intelsat.
1: Yeah, and you could argue, you could potentially argue, Kelsey, I don't know if you want to make this
0: argument, but... Ooh, you connect the dots forth. for us. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You could potentially argue that uh, satellites can be also viewed as a part of the world's digital infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, satellites uh, increasingly are carrying a fair amount of, you know, data, internet data. Um, and, and that's only going to increase... Uh, you know, as companies like uh, Starlink and Amazon and OneWeb build these, you know, low earth orbit satellite constellations. And there's way more companies out there that are doing the same kind of stuff is, is building this, um, uh, you know, these, these uh, thousands of thousands of satellites up there, all these constellations doing different kinds of internet stuff. And so, yeah, you could argue that that's part of the world's you know, digital infrastructure for the internet. And you're right. Um, there's, there's M&A going on in that, in that area too. Uh, so, so what happens, so the newest, the, the most recent latest ha- happenings on that area is that, yeah, we, we had a Bloomberg article this morning that uh, SES and Intel sat are in sort of advanced merger negotiations, and so we actually heard Financial Times had reported this last year that you know they were sort of kicking the tires on this, but now it sounds like that this is this is much more um, this is this is you know it's it's much more possible that this will actually happen. Bloomberg said a deal could be done in the next few weeks, worth ten billion dollars, and then right after that, Bloomberg article came out, um, SES. Came out and 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 just confirmed that yes, we're holding negotiations with IntelSat. So that, you know, when that kind of stuff happens, it's like you could get an official announcement of a merger, you know, within the next week or two, or or even in days. So, sounds like that this kind of thing is is getting is getting closer to actually happening, um, which is pretty interesting. And so those are two big European satellite, long time satellite companies. Um, and and just as a side note, what's interesting about those two companies specifically is that actually they. Are the ones that are most directly involved in the C-band transition, and so there's uh, there's almost ten billion dollars that have been sort of set aside for uh, like a, a quick transition. Um, off the C-band spectrum that um, Verizon and AT and T and T-Mobile are using for their for their 5G, so basically those satellite companies have to get off that spectrum, and then after they stop using it, then AT and T and Verizon and T-Mobile can start using it. And so SES and IntelSat are the ones that are sort of most actively involved in that. And anyway, and 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 what's really interesting is that they're currently fighting over that money. So they they uh, they think that that each side thinks that they should get more, (laughs) more of that money. And so they're, they're uh, currently battling in a courtroom over that topic. And so presumably a merger between the two would, you know, eliminate that court battle.
0: Oh, okay. Um, So SES and Intelsat are, are, are fighting over the money, but then if, if the acquisition went through, it would kind of be a moot point. Yeah, it would be, it would be a moot point. If they, if they
1: did merge, then they wouldn't, they wouldn't be fighting over that. (laughs) But like we can share. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it doesn't it wasn't really matter to uh, companies like Verizon, because they're definitely moving off that spectrum, no matter Mm -hmm. what, it's just like, where is the check going to go to essentially Mm -hmm. is the question.
0: Yeah, wow, that's really no. interesting. Yeah, Our no, thank- SES, I know SES, um, has had some, um, Mio the like mid Earth orbit or medium Earth orbit, uh, uh, announcements recently. Is IntelSat also kind of playing in that space? Or are they more Leo or Geo or yeah, all of the I above? Mean- <laughs> I,
1: I think that uh, this merger, you know, the fact that they're discussing a merger is is really a reflection of the fact that there is a lot of stuff happening in the satellite industry right now. And all of these big satellite companies are are trying to uh, respond to the threat that, you know, Starlink and then Amazon with its Project Kuiper, Cooper, Kuiper, I think is how you say that.
0: I think um, that, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're all
1: sort of like they're all trying to respond to all of the, you know, sort of uh tumult that's happening in that space. And so, you know, that's and that's not the only merger that's going on. I mean, we've got um UTelSat is is working on acquiring OneWeb um and then separately from that, Inmarsat and ViaSat are are in talks to to merge right now as well. They're working on uh, getting regulatory approval for those for those two things, and so you know uh, whether it's a, a low Earth orbit constellation, whether it's a mid Earth orbit, whether it's you know geosynchronous satellite orbit, it's, it's basically all of these satellite companies are, are are trying to develop a competitive response to to uh, you know all this upheaval and especially the entrance of, of uh, SpaceX, Starlink, and, and Amazon. I think those that's the big sort of catalyst
0: here. Yeah, I love it. A different kind of Star Wars. <laughs> oh, <sighs> Zing. Very, yes. Yeah, I have a
1: bad feeling about this, is what they're all saying <laughs> to each other. These aren't
0: the satellites you're looking for. <laughs> there you go.
1: Uh, let's let's um, keep going. We can do yeah. this for like an hour. Just...
0: We'll be here all week. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious to see, you know, if some of these acquisitions move forward, um, if they would rebrand the companies, like what would they be like? Sat, Sat? Um, <laughs> Intel sees, uh-huh. Sats <laughs> like Intel SES? yeah. C's, Sats, In, Intel's, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> uh, companies, if you're listening, feel free to to borrow any of those. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you're know. welcome to
1: have those. I think. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, they're I, not great. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that Project Kuiper is necessarily an improvement over right. The, exactly. Intel Intel Sats.
0: Well, Mike, thanks for these updates. Um, Look forward to seeing um, what comes of of some of these acquisitions. So uh, keep us posted. Will do. Thank you so much, Mike, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you as well to our amazing producer, Pierre Lantriot, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.